This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Feeling good. Feeling grand. Feeling just simply awesome. You know why? Because we're on the, on the precipice of a three-day weekend, and actually Memorial Day is a special three-day weekend, is it not? I mean, it is It it is one of those times where, well, we should take time out to reflect on the blessings that we have and who sacrificed everything to ensure that we have them. And uh, since we are going to be on a best-of schedule on Memorial Day, i I got to get some of that out right now. And remember where it all came from, folks. Uh, home of the free because of the brave. It's Chris Salcedo show, and I'm happy you've tuned in. Telephone number is 888-933-93-888-900-3393. Big show planned for you today. We'll talk about voter ID laws. And some folks are, as you know, are not enamored with said voter ID laws. We'll talk about cultural appropriation. You know what that is? It's like if Ellie came into the studio with a big old bowl full of guacamole or salsa, and I would be able to say, Ellie, you're a white girl. You are appropriating my culture. Shame on you. And I could, you know, prosecute her or persecute her because of that. This is actually going on in the United States, folks. It's, <laughs> I can hardly wait to share the, uh, the story with you. Uh, catching the show live, blaze.com slash radio. Blaze Radio smartphone app, iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for on-demand listening. If you want to catch up on social media, first off, Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. That is uh, uh, searchable in the search bar. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X. And on The Blaze, theblaze.com, the channels section. Let's start off with the flip around. Uh, we'll start off with Fox today. Chris Wallace is speaking. Crane. So it, 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 there was a certain amount of cleanup that was going on on aisle four here. We'll have to wait and see whether, in fact, the president does increase sanctions. If he does, that would be very substantial. The president's supposed to meet with Russian President Putin before another one of these economic summits in July. Uh, it, it, if After all the talk at the beginning of the administration about trying to create and improve relations, 
if in fact they, they meet and uh, the president has increased sanctions, not pulled them back, that'll be a pretty interesting meeting in July. Yeah, well, you know what? Again, I've, I've never been a fan of easing up on the Russians whatsoever. The Russians like uh, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist jihadis. And I shouldn't say the Russians. I should say the Russian government. Like radicalized Islamic fundamentalist jihadis, they understand one language. They understand strength. They understand strength. Uh, let's go over to CNN. Religious minorities, immigrants, would ever be treated with dignity and respect. And by the way, we were furious about the past presidential election. Hillary Clinton talking at Wellesley College. Now CNN's headline, the leader of the basket of bias headline. Clinton compares Trump to Nixon. Talks of impeachment. Now, what CNN did not play for you, in the interest of full disclosure, and the Chris Salcedo show will, is the part of this speech that <laughs> delighted we conservatives. You know, <coughs> four years ago, maybe a little more or less, <coughs> for some of you, so man, I've got to get a lozenge. It's another coughing fit, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I told the uh -huh. trustees I was sitting with after hearing Tala's speech, I didn't think I could get through it. <clears throat> so we'll blame allergy instead of emotion. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine I'm de dealing with four years of that garbage? If she were elected president, you know, and it gave us an opportunity, the Chris Salcedo show uh, chronicling uh, the best speeches of Hillary Clinton ever. Represent inmates. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Too much to say. <coughs> <coughs> That's been <clears throat> Let's bring time blossoms bloom again. Thank you, Hazel. In the garden. Clinton. Oh, yes, and guess what? The folks of Brian Williams Network, MSNBS, they're talking about Hillary, too, their favorite subject. That's kind of like a developing country. It's uh, Lots of people are used to this. We can rename the, the, the airports and the streets. Guys, good to talk to you. Uh, thanks to all three of you, Peter Alexander at the White House, Rick Wilson, and uh, Fortune Editor Alan Murray. Great to see all of you. Thank you. Up next. Yes, they're talking about Mrs. Clinton saying that the Trump budget was a con. It was just a con. A mean and cruel con, which I got to tell you, folks, we, we, we brought this up yesterday, but it bears pointing out the con is Washington. That's the con. The con is lazy lawmakers and 
in many cases, lazy liberal lawmakers. There are some Republicans who are just as lazy. What do I mean by that? Mick Mulvaney, my new hero, the Office of Management and Budget, detailed the difference between Washington and the rest of the country and why Washington is in such disfavor with the rest of the country. In Washington, D.C., if we spent $100 on a program last year and $100 on a program this year back home, we would call that a freeze. In Washington, we call that a cut. If we spent $100 on a program last year and $104 on a program this year back home, we would call that an increase. In Washington, D.C., we call that a cut. What he's attacking there is called baseline budgeting. And let me just illustrate it for you. And I, and I did this yesterday, but it, I can't emphasize this enough. And it's because your elected leaders are lazy. L- I'll say that again. And for the folks at dot com, I'll say it again. Your elected leaders are slough offs. They're lazy. In particular, those of one particular ideological persuasion. Now, how do I know this? Because they have set up automatic increases for government agencies in their funding. Automatic. No thought processes needed. That's what has allowed this government to grow beyond the consent of the governed. Here's the example. Take your government agency and let's simplify the numbers. They are allocated this year for $100, okay? Now, this never happens, and I'll tell you why this never happens, but let's just say for argument's sake, they only spend $80 of that at $100. All right? Now, next year, they're slated to get $120, the automatic increase. Liberal extremist Democrats and lazy Republicans will insist that that government agency is due $120. Because it's what we promised. It's what we slated. Government never takes a, a decrease. Government always gets its raise. The American people must do without. Children must go hungry. So government will get it. It's, it's fair share. Well, you know what? Why don't we just keep it at 100, seeing as how they only used 80 in this year? That's a cut. It's not a cut. It's the same amount of money. No, it's a cut because we we're promised 120. Well, how about we give them 110? Well, that's still a cut. No, that's an increase of 10 bucks. No, they deserve 120 or else it's a cut. It's a reduction. If anything, it's a reduction in the rate of spending. Now, why won't you ever or would you rarely find a government agency that spends less money than it's allocated? Because at the end of a budget year, if a particular government department has not spent all of the money that was budgeted, you know what they do? In particular, during Democrat administrations. They go on a spending spree. They go out and they buy art and they go out and buy trivial, frivolous things. They just waste the American taxpayers' money so they can justify getting their increase next year. Never know when you might need it. The only thing thing wrong with that is that it's your money. Now, why do I call them lazy? I think the American people should insist insist that every single person elected to Congress must personally oversee government spending. Again, if a government agency spends money, there ought to be an elected leader's name attached to that spending. That's It's what we call oversight, ladies and gentlemen. Oversight. Making sure 
that our government behaves as a good steward of the people's money. And that's why we elect representatives to go up to government and earn their $174,000 a year paycheck. You are supposed to be overseeing that. But you will hear a lot of whiny Democrats and a lot of Linguini-spined Republicans complain. Oh, that'll take up all my time. I can't go out and campaign then. I can't go to fancy dinners then. Oh, man, I'll never go home. Then don't apply for the job. If, if government is too big for you to manage, then the takeaway is government is too big for you to manage. Make it smaller so you can manage it, so you can be a good steward of the American people's money. Make it smaller, more accountable. This is what we, the people, must insist upon. And we never have this conversation, folks. We never have this conversation. We should. And now, all of a sudden, because of Mick Mulvaney, we are having this conversation. Because of Donald Trump, we are having this conversation because there is a businessman who sits in the Oval Office, who knows about balance sheets, a man who knows when he's getting ripped off, a man who knows when money is being spent inefficiently. I'll be back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show, you're on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. Happy Friday, one and all. Uh, coming up, we're talking to Mary Ramirez, and we may talk to her about this story. We're also going to be talking about voter ID laws. Uh, I talked to the League of Women Voters who are not big fans. They're not big fans. I wanted you guys to hear how the interview went. And then I'd, I'd really like to hear their feedback on it. Because, I look, it, the League of Women Voters, they don't like voter ID laws. And I was, I'm fascinated by those who say they don't. Because I got to be honest with you, I can't, I can't relate. Uh, I, I don't understand why, uh, I don't understand opposition to voter ID laws. Other than the fact that I know there is a certain element of our society that covets the ability to cheat. <laughs> All you guys need to do is examine our history. Look at these groups like ACORN, for example. Uh, you know which ideological way they swing. You know which political party Acorn supported, and they were massive, crooked cheaters. And they shut down, they reopened up under under various names across the country. Uh, in Texas, in the state in which I reside, they opened up shop and called themselves Battleground Texas. Uh, they're basically Acorn. And these these people were illegal reprobate thugs uh, conducting illegal voting fraud. 
on the American people. And that's what the, that the whole organization was dedicated to that prospect. And it, this seems to push back on this idea that voter that voter fraud is rare. It's it's not. Plus, don't forget, in in many areas of the country, you are prohibited from even asking for gathering the data on the fraud. So it's, it's very easy to say, well, you're not committing voter fraud. You have no proof yet you're, because you're permitting, prohibiting me from going out and finding the truth. So anyway, we, we will get into all of this in short order. We'll, we'll talk to Mary Ramirez possibly about this next story. Ellie, what do you know about, because this is a millennial snowflake buttercup on college campuses thing. What do you know about cultural appropriation? Have you heard of that term before? No, not until today. Really? Okay. Now, and by the way, the folks over at .com, they're actually asking for a little bit of guacamole that you brought in. So if you wouldn't mind just uh, <laughs> running it up. Hey, .com takes care of us. We take care of .com, right? And, I, and I'm not going to accuse you of cultural appropriation because I am your liberty-loving Latino, okay? Is this because of the whole guacamole thing? Well, that's, that's the whole thing. They want, they want a, a tidbit of guacamole from you. Uh, they they want to have your recipe. And I, and I will not accuse you of cultural appropriation. And for those of you who don't know what this is, this is re- really what it is, is a justification for racism against whites. That's, that's what cultural appropriation is. Let me read you the story. Uh, who's writing this? This is Fox. Uh, the Daily UK Mail also picked this up. Just one week after Cook's Burritos in Portland, Oregon was featured in a profile for the local publication Willamette Week, the pop-up Mexican food cart has closed down amid accusations they ripped off their recipes. Now, what did these girls do? Kaylee Wilgus and Liz L.C. Connolly. What did they do? Well, they traveled to Puerto Nuevo, Mexico, and they talked to a whole bunch of tortilla ladies. They, they tried the cuisine down there in Baja, California, and they loved it. And so they started poking around saying, hey, teach me how to make this. This is great. Quote, I picked the brains of every tortilla lady there, there in the worst broken Spanish ever, and they showed me a little about what they did. They told us basic ingredients, and we saw them moving and stretching the dough, similar to how pizza makers do before rolling it out with rolling pins. For all of you who have never had freshly made tortillas, oh, oh, it is the best. It is, it is the best. My grand, well... I don't want to bore you with my my personal my mom. My mom makes great tortillas, um, and my grandmother did. And it's it is an there is an art form. It is an art form. So what these American these these white girls did is they went down to Mexico and they they said this is great. I'd love to bring this back home. So they learned and they they brought it back home, and they opened up Cook's Burritos. Uh, slight problem. After this piece ran, uh, libs, extremists, started coming out of the woodwork saying, quote, because of Portland's underlying racism, the people who rightly own these traditions and cultures that exist are already treated poorly. That was the Portland Mercury. The article continues, these appropriating businesses are erasing and exploiting their already marginalized identities for the purpose of profit and praise. What? This is what America is about. 
you come from all over the globe. You bring your cuisine, you bring your traditions, and you add to the fabric of America. Well, not in progressive Portland, Oregon, folks. No, 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 no. If you're a white person, you can't do this. You're exploiting some poor Mexican person because you bring that cuisine back up to the United States that's yummy and that people love. So you must be shut down. They've been, they shut down, folks. They caved to the pressure from left-wing extremist progressives under this guise of cultural appropriation. These white girls. What this is, is an excuse to be a racist toward whites. As if whites are not allowed to make authentic, yummy, tasty Latino food. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but that's, that's the underpinning. That's the underlying thing here. We'll talk about this with Mary Ramirez and other things coming up. The Salcedo Show on the way. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Now, we have, uh, welcome back, everybody. We have placed a phone call out to the purveyors of, well, what used to be Kooks Burritos. And we, we've asked them to come on. Now, they, they very well could be progressives, folks, and they won't come on the, on the air. But they're getting so much advertisement across the country now. I had somebody email me earlier saying, hey, they should just reopen up and they'll, they'll be making a killing. And then they can tell all these, these progressives who are telling them that, that they have, uh, misappropriated, uh, 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 appropriated a culture uh, to, to go pound salt. And one other thing, why didn't these, these white women, why didn't they just say, hey, I, I identify as a Latina today? Because in, in this, in this, remember Rachel Dolezal. You guys remember Rachel Dolezal? She was the, the NAACP white girl who identified as a black person who, who pretended she was a black person and she, she, what, what, what did she change her name to? Nikichi Amari Diallo. Nikichi Amari Diallo. She identifies as a Pan-African. She's white, but she gets to say, I'm Pan-African. And because she's liberal, oh, yes, you're black. Why didn't these girls just say, hey, what do you mean cultural appropriation? I identify as a Latina today, and I can be anybody I want to be. Hey, where are the white women at? Let's bring on Mary Ramirez. Uh, <laughs> a longtime uh, contributor here to the Chris Salcedo Show. And uh, Mary, so Mary, you were telling me off the air, you've actually been accused of this. Of a, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, I've had several people insinuate, and in fact, the first time it ever happened, I remember my jaw like being on the floor, insinuate that I married someone of a different race, in this case, Mexican, for advantageous purposes, <laughs> so I, that I could talk about race, or that I could talk about immigration, and sort of get off scot-free or whatever, and it just, yeah, it's, they are, they're pretty epic, these she's, people. <laughs> she's such a committed conservative, folks, that she wanted to be able to talk without the stigma of being labeled a white woman, so Ooh. she married... And, uh, uh, and oh, and what? There's an and. I not, I not only married one, Chris, but I I've got not one, but now two 
mixed race children so i can you know, it's, it's like my insurance policy so i can talk about these things and just point to them and go well see see but, i'm not racist folks by the <laughs> by, by the way folks mary is expecting her second child i sure am she is expecting her second child so and, and you know what the, f- the first child came right here on the well not on the chris salcedo show but while, <laughs> that would have well, been a little weird that would have been hey where are the white women at okay uh let's <laughs> let's get uh, <laughs> let's talk about what you are offering today Sure. Well, actually, you know what? If I could just sort of self-indulge just a little bit before I get into my piece really quick. Sure. Chris, um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about a, uh, a sheriff's deputy uh, down in Collin County, Texas, who would, had spearheaded this um, association or this this group of, of people that were fundraising for in the event of, of, of an officer needing assistance. Right. Some kind. Well, he has fallen very, very ill and um, has actually been in the hospital for the past nearly a week now. And, you know, the, the, the organization, you know, it, it's, it's in its infancy, so they haven't been able to raise the money yet they had just started so the other deputies there at the sheriff's department got together the collin county's deputies association and they put together a gofundme page for for this officer and i'll tweet that out after after this segment but also if you're in the plano area or even the dallas area and you just want to drive over to plano there is an organization called the america's defenders foundation and they're throwing a fundraiser at a restaurant called i think it's texadelphia i'll tweet that out too but 10 percent of all the profits on tuesday may 30th will go to officer lawson recovery needs because the bills are racking up and and the uh, paid time off is quickly dwindling and so know there's my plug they don't know what he's got right they do not know what he's got he's he's suffering from multiple major seizures a day and um they just randomly started on saturday so um they have not been able to figure out what he's got or what's causing it so prayers are also appreciated greatly in addition to any financial support that people might be so inclined to uh to give very so, well so anyway, that's my little plug. Um, but yeah, so this week I um, I heard Katy Perry get on the airwaves, and I'm sure you did as well. I'm sorry. And sorry, say that again. I said I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, uh, yeah that you had to hear that Katie I had Perry. to I had to subject myself to that. Yes. I know it was it's it was yes. painful. It was painful. <laughs> um, but she said, and I'm just going to read her quote here. She said, "Cause I think like they're like as much as you know whatever we say behind people's back. Cause the internet can be a little ruthless as far as fan bases go. But I think that the greatest thing we could do is just unite and love on each other and like no barriers, no borders. Well, like on, we all need on. to just coexist. You're not going to be Mary. You're not going to be able to hear this." But I will play Katy Perry in in her own voice, folks. We we Please talked do. about this. We we played this earlier in the week, and this was Katy Perry's response to the carnage in Manchester. Listen, the greatest thing we can do is just unite and love on each other, and like no barriers, no borders. Like it, it we're, we all need to just coexist. True. Yeah, like we just need to coexist. So there you go, Mary. That that was yeah. Katy Perry, and you had a response to Miss Perry, yes. I did. And here's the thing. We do need to love our neighbors. We do need to love our fellow human beings, which is absolutely true. The most loving thing that we can do, and this is a message to Miss Perry, this is a message to my generation, is to put up borders. That is the most loving thing that we can do because a borderless, barrierless society does not stop someone who is willing to stuff nails and screws in a bag and blow the faces off of kids in Manchester. This is It's not going to stop someone who can cut off someone's head in the desert. It's not going to stop someone who's willing to crucify children in the streets. We're, we're dealing with real evil here. And I heard something on, on Rush Limbaugh today, and I thought I might, I might piggyback on this and, and bring this in. A caller, a millennial caller, called in and he said, I think the problem with my generation is millennials do not comprehend evil. And I think he's right. We don't comprehend evil because if we did, 
Katy Perry wouldn't be running around saying see, we don't need borders. See, the reason why I, I believe some millennials who, who, are, who are primarily raised in government-run education institutions and, and have had their family values undermined by government-run educators and government-run systems, it, it, it's not that they don't recognize evil. They've been told there's no such thing as evil. They're, they've, been to, they've been told it's all shades of gray and it all depends on your perspective right. that that radicalized Islamic fundamentalist jihadi that, that he has a perspective well, and it's not just the millennials. John Kerry and Hillary Clinton said you must empathize with these people. John Kerry seems to think that there is some sort of justification or rationale but, but behind the reason why they would blow up eight-year-old little girls and cause shrapnel and little pieces of little girls to be caught in other little girls' hair. Uh, right. People of that political persuasion, people of that political ideology actually think there's no such thing as evil. It's just shades of gray. It actually depends on your perspective. And that's supposed to be the enlightened outlook. Well, and they do. You know, I will take something back. I think they do think that there's evil. They just they, they think it's us. They, they think, think it's, it's conservatives. The conservatives in the exactly. world. Exactly right. But, you know, so, yeah, they've, they've been taught to believe that there really isn't <clears throat> evil really isn't existent and that you know who was it i think it was an obama uh, administration spokesperson uh, who came on the news and said that if we just gave these people jobs and, and money ah, it would solve the issue that was marie harf um, the the, the, marie job, harf, thank the you. Jo jobs for jihadis program she was touting right yes. exactly so you know again this piece is this piece is centered on the idea that we need to recognize real, real evil number one and we need to recognize where that evil is currently coming from and that is that is islam they are basing this in the islamic faith like it or not and that barriers and borders and rules and restrictions are the most loving things that we can do in fact if if england if great britain had enacted um, travel bans and travel restrictions similar to what donald trump had been proposing this guy wouldn't even have come back in the country after he had traveled to libya to meet up with his his radical act, terrorist activist father and brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. here he comes. He comes back radicalized. Well, you and know, you know who said that? Our very own Jack Buckby over in the UK. Exactly who, right. Who was exactly a UK right. citizen and said, if we had had somebody with the strength of Donald Trump. And by the way, folks, the we'll, we'll get to the latest on the travel ban here coming up because the Fourth Circuit did a, a pretty idiotic thing. But we expected it uh, <laughs> after we, we say goodbye to Mary. But you're absolutely right. The folks over in Great Britain. They don't have anybody that's even speaking like this over there in a position of authority. Exactly right. And well, his words are, are ring so true yeah, well, because do, we're talking lives that would have been saved. I agree. Do me, do me a favor and get us the name of the, uh, the piece this week. It's no Katy Perry. Borders are the loving thing to do. I'll there tweet that out along with the other links that I discussed previously. And we look forward to it. You have a fantastic weekend. And d take it easy. You know, lay off the booze. You know, you are, <laughs> you're drinking for I, two, you know. I would think so. I would think so. <laughs> and don't appropriate any more of that Latino culture, or else you're going to have to meet a contend with. I'll try real hard. <laughs> okay. All right, it's Mary Ramirez, everybody. We'll tweet out her article coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show on the Twitter account at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X. And we'll be right back on The Blaze. It's your Radio Republic. Be heard. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Breaking news, courtesy of the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Donald Trump uses power grip on French President Macron. (laughs) Your Fourth Amendment rights were violated by the previous administration. Government abuse, government overspending, and CNN, they're on... (laughs) They're Johnny on the spot. Donald Trump uses power grip (laughs) on Macron. Donald Trump shoves prime minister. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. They're a joke. CNN, you're a, you're a joke. And have you folks ever wondered why CNN won't have somebody like me on their air? Uh, I actually received one phone call from MSNBS one time and our schedules conflicted and they didn't, and they they never called back. I've been on Fox, but there's a reason why CNN won't have somebody like me on. I spoil a narrative that, uh, that they, they are under the illusion that all Latinos are a bunch of left wing nutcases and they can't have that illusion spoiled for their viewership. So that's why they won't have me on. It is, uh, and again, I don't, I don't even, I don't even need to hear an explanation or any denial from CNN. It's these, these producers aren't even, because not to say that I've even tried or even want to be on. What I'm saying to you is they've never even bothered to look. They've never bothered to look for, gee, do, what, what about having a Latino that believes in border security? Never looked under, the, they've never inputted into a Google search, conservative and Latino. It doesn't occur to them because they're biased. They can't conceive that I exist. Fox can do it. Uh, I-24 News can do it. The Blaze can do it. But CNN, they don't have, well, it, it's two things. They don't have the intellectual capability to rationalize that somebody like me and a lot of somebody's like me exist. And then even if they did find me, they wouldn't put me on because of what I represent. And my buddy Kevin Jackson, what he represents. And and others who are of color who are not raging liberal extremists. And and, And they have the temerity to call we conservatives racists. Uh, by the way, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, they have yet to run a story about how your Fourth Amendment rights were violated by the previous administration. They have not run the story. You know why they won't? Because their job isn't looking out for you. Their job is, they don't care about your rights. They care about Barack Obama's reputation. They care about keeping that narrative that socialism and left-wing extremism has a prayer of working in the future. It's just a matter of finding the right guy. And they cannot reveal to their... Same reason why they can't have somebody like me on. They can't reveal that left-wing extremism fails. And they won't. Because it's game over for them and their ideology. And I say their ideology on purpose. They are not dedicated journalists. They are dedicated Democrats at CNN, at NBC, 
Take that to the bank. Fox News Channel talking about a ruling out of the Fourth Circuit yesterday. To three decision, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals today refused to reinstate President Trump's revised travel ban. The Trump administration now vowing to appeal to the Supreme Court in a fight over the limits of executive power. The appeals court apparently was swayed by comments that then-candidate Trump made during the campaign calling for a Muslim ban. In the scathing opinion, the majority said the 90-day revised suspension of travel from six Mideast countries, quote, speaks with vague words of national security, but in context, drips with religious intolerance in context meaning the order in and of itself there's nothing wrong with it it's completely constitutional there's no there's no racism in it there's no bigotry in it but because donald trump wrote it because of what donald trump said not on the order but what he said in the campaign we are going to make up the law and as a matter of fact we're going to ignore the law in the fourth circuit and we are going to we are going to put a stay on this, and and their agenda is to get as to keep this ban from going into place as long as humanly possible, so that so that America can be inundated with more people who wish to do us harm to the greatest degree possible until it gets to the Supreme Court, and they are forced to acknowledge that President Trump has the power and the authority to do exactly what he's proposing to do. Now, I've been trying to get to these next two sound bites, which I'll get to at the top of next hour. I've been trying to get to them for the better part of two weeks. Where an ACLU lawyer, hear me on this, an ACLU lawyer is forced to admit that if anybody else in government had come up with this executive order, it would have been constitutional. But the only reason why it's not constitutional is because Donald J. Trump came up with it. I kid you not, it's coming up. The Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. This is The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 